Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Look, I am not the the, the sharpest knife on a tree, so mm. to speak, you mm. know? And I know I'm never going to be as smart as Aaron Rodgers. But even I would know. Even I would not be so stupid to think that he wouldn't, that he, he's walking away from $50 million, $59 million. Yes, I had to correct you. $59.5 million yes. next year. It's, dear God, stop it. He just loves it. He loves the drama. He lives in the drama. We all know people in our lives who just live for drama. They have to have it. Like, whether or not they want to admit it, it's their lifeblood. And I feel like this is his lifeblood. I enjoy coming to work just to listen to you <laughs> rail on Aaron Rodgers because it is truly one of life's joys. Like, you know, in high school, Aaron Rodgers was a gossip. Did you hear? Did you hear what's going on with Ben and Jenny? Oh, bad situation. Oh, my God. So drama-filled. I, I, I got to figure out some way to inject myself into that discussion. Exactly. He loves to be the center of attention. How, you know what the biggest upset of all is? Yeah. That he hasn't somehow, of all the famous women he has dated, not dated a Kardashian. Like, oh, he knows it, better than that. But does he? Know, he knows because better if you than wanna, that. But if you want to live in the drama, isn't, don't, if you want to live in the drama, don't you go there. No, that's that's where athletes' careers go to die. <laughs> <laughs> He's crazy. He ain't that crazy. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN oh, app. Oh, my gosh. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The best news that we could possibly get today, we did get. And that is regarding DeMar Hamlin. I want to play for you Dr. Timothy Pritz, who is one of the doctors overseeing DeMar Hamlin at University of Cincinnati Health Center. We would like to share that there has been substantial improvement in his condition over the past 24 hours. Uh, we had significant concern um, about him after the injury and after the event that happened on the field, uh, but he is making substantial progress. Uh, as of this morning, uh, he is beginning uh, to awaken, uh, and it appears that his neurological uh, condition and function is intact. Uh, we are very pr- uh, proud to report that, very happy for him uh, and for his family and for the Buffalo Bills organization uh, that he is making improvement. Uh, he continues to be critically ill uh, and continues to, to undergo intensive care uh, in our surgical and trauma ICU. Uh, he's being uh, cared for by uh, ICU uh, neurocritical care teams, trauma surgery, uh, and a cardiology team, as well as our expert nurses uh, and respiratory uh, therapists. Uh, they are attending to him, and he still has uh, significant progress that he needs to make. Uh, but this remark, uh, this marks a really uh, good turning point uh, in his ongoing care. You really couldn't hear anything better today than when you hear neurologically intact. And, and one of his first questions was, did we win the game? As he wrote it down on a piece of paper, he still is on the ventilator, so he cannot speak as of yet, but everything else appears to be headed in the right direction. Yeah, and the response to to his question that he wrote down from the doctors was priceless, Carlin, because he asked, did we win the game? And the doctor said, you won the game, the game of life. Yep. And for someone's life to hang in the balance in a primetime game in the National Football League, and for us to be days removed from it and get this kind of news, I don't know how any of us can feel anything but gratefulness. 
that the thoughts, the prayers, the concerns seem like they were a part of DeMar finally being able to be on the road to recovery. And this is nothing short of a miracle, Carlin. Uh It's nothing short of the miracle. The first responders, the medical professionals at the stadium, they're the real heroes in all of this. The doctors um, at University of Cincinnati Hospital, they're the heroes in all of this. Um, And for all of us that are fans of football, we all felt like we won something today because we got that news about DeMar's health. I don't think there's any question. And it's, you know, it's amazing that when you think about the people that were directly involved in the moment of whether it's the Bills training staff, doctors, everybody that is able to get out there and help save this young man's life, it's astounding. It's astounding. And in such the best way. And it's so great to hear that he appears headed in the right direction and, uh, Certainly, the the best news of all, as much as, you know, America has been praying for this young man, is that his family and he get this news that's as good as it can be. Canty, there is other NFL stuff that we have to get to, including the latest with Lamar Jackson. John Harbaugh asked, we played this for you a little bit yesterday, but it bears repeating. If he will be ready for the postseason. You know, I'm just probably going to leave all that stuff alone. You know, I'm going to focus on the game and uh, uh, just get ready to coach our guys and have our guys get ready to play the game. In other words, who knows? And Lamar <laughs> Jackson, it it's starting to feel as if Lamar Jackson is making sure the, the Ravens understand, I am not going to be back on the field until I am 100% because I do not have a long-term contract. And I have to tell you, I do not blame him one bit. Fans might want to scream and yell about it being your job to be out there on the field and all that. If you had this sitting in front of you too, you would do what the smartest thing was for your family. You would not sit there and make a decision that could potentially cost you a quarter of a billion dollars because it's the right thing to do when it comes to your job. Yeah, it's just not a sound business decision, Carl. No. Why would you jeopardize that kind of money coming to you and your family? You just wouldn't. And so I I don't feel sorry for John Harbaugh or anybody in the Ravens front office or, you know, anybody within that organization because this is a situation of their own making. This is the downside of playing out the string with your quarterback's contract. This is why most functional franchises don't do this, Carlin. They don't let their quarterback go into a true contract year. They extend their quarterback. They give them the financial security because they recognize how that one player is so consequential to the team's success. And with Lamar Jackson, even more so because the entire roster, not just the offense, but the entire team is built around what he does well, the offensive line, the skill position core, how they structured their defense, being able to get all of those pass rushers and defensive backs because they anticipate playing with leads. That's because of Lamar Jackson. And guess what? When you don't have that player on the field, you don't get the return on the investments that you made in other areas of your club. And so that's why it made no sense for Baltimore to do this with a guy that's a 25-year-old MVP and has already got a road playoff win under, under his belt. It just made no sense. Carlin, they they went out there and they did all of these different things 
to put themselves in a position where they could be a contender. Not just a team that gets into the playoffs, but a team that can win playoff games. They did everything except for the most important thing, which is taking care of the most important player. What I just don't understand here is how anybody could potentially hold this against him. And I'm sure that John Harbaugh is tired of being asked about it, but it's it's the deal when you have this guy in but, place but Carlin, and the, the Ravens have nobody to blame but themselves. But, Carlin, why would – here's the thing. If you're Lamar Jackson, you feel a lot better about going out there and pushing yourself, knowing that you had this knee injury, if you have the financial security. I, I feel a lot better about laying it on the line for my team – when I had that financial security. Because guess what? If I don't, you know what's going to happen? If I if I go out there and I don't play well, or if I go out there and I get, risk, and I get further injured, they're going to use that against me in the coming offseason when it comes to our contract negotiations starting up. So if you're Lamar Jackson, th- there is no upside to going out there and playing. There just isn't. Y- you have more to lose than you have to gain. So, again, the Ravens put him in this situation – by not addressing his contract this offseason. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Right now, as we do each and every week, we welcome in Tyler Fulgham, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst. Of course, you know him from the Daily Wager. It's time to make money. Tyler it's Canty. It's Carlin. What's going on, dude? Happy New Year, fellas. I don't know. Is the fifth technically like the last day we can do that? I think it's personally. I think it's the second, but that's just yeah. me. I'm just. A, <laughs> oh wow. I'm just a grumpy individual. I'm way so, overdue. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> let's get let's get right into it for this weekend. What jumps off the page to you to make us some money right away? What did you look at and say, "Bingo, I'm in right out of the gate." Well, I officially retract my Happy New Year to you, Carlin, and just say good day. Um, yeah, the, the, one, the one game that stands out to me, because Week 18 is so unique. A lot of teams don't have anything to play for. There's one game, however, where it looks like 90% chance one team in a great spot at home has everything to play for. Win and you're in. Green Bay Packers against the Detroit Lions. They're laying four and a half. And a couple of things about this spot that I love for the Packers. They know they need no help. They just have to win this game, and they go into the postseason. You have Aaron Rodgers at home, guys, and this stat's been updated after last week. Aaron Rodgers is now 28-4 and at home, Lambeau Field, in the months of December and January of the regular season. One of those losses, he only played three series in that game. So technically, if you take that out, he's 28-3 and straight up. Now, not all of those have been covers. But I like the spot laying just four and a half against a Detroit team that has shown the most bipolar home road splits for any offense in the NFL. They're one of the best offenses in the NFL inside the comfortable confines of Ford Field, fast track. Jared Goff doesn't have to worry about any elements, doesn't have to worry about crowd noise. When he goes on the road, he is a completely different quarterback. That ceiling crashes down. That floor comes down for this Detroit offense. And that coincides with a Green Bay defense that's starting to play like we thought they would at the beginning of the season. The offense is generally healthy. I know Christian Watson's a little banged up. Aaron Jones the same. But they're out there playing. So with Aaron Rodgers at home, playoffs to the line, needing no help, just a victory, I think the Packers absolutely put it on by at least a full touchdown to the Detroit Lions. That's the one game if I had, you know, if I have a limit for how much I bet this week, I wouldn't mess around with any other games. 
I bet mm. whatever my limit is on just this one game, because that's the one game I have the most confident conviction I can handicap like a normal regular season game and not have to worry about any Week 18 shenanigans. Well, Tyler, we got to ask you about other games, even though you're all in on that's the Sunday fair. night primetime game. And so I want to talk to you about another team that's in a win-and-in situation hosting a home game. That would be the Miami Dolphins. And it's been a bumpy road because they lost five in a row. They've, they've got some issues at quarterback, but they're a home dog against the New York Jets. And the Jets are getting 95% of the cash ATS. Talk to me about this game and and how do you see this playing out? It's rare when 95% of the public is right about anything, but it feels like the Dolphins Uh, control their own (laughs) destiny, but it feels like this is a team because their quarterback situation is struggling. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, When the public is – Stanford Steve, our buddy, loves to just – if he sees 95% of the uh, uh, pie chart on one side, he just blindly likes to bet the other side because rarely – uh, as you mentioned, Canty, is the public often that right? We don't, I'm not looking at you know, all these big, massive casinos out here in resorts because the public is right when they have 95% of the uh, handle. So um, I, 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 you know, the fact that Tua's not going to play, the fact that we don't know if Teddy Bridgewater's going to play, it might be Skylar Thompson, gives me pause. That's why it's one of those games where I just want to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the Jets' motivation will be after they were officially knocked out last week. Um, I would probably lean towards the Dolphins at home. I think Mike McDaniel is good enough to access Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, no matter who's at quarterback with this team having something to play for. Maybe the best thing to do there is just to bet the under. It's 38 and a half. And mm. maybe rather than picking a side, just assume it's going to be a low scoring game. Cause you know, the Jets defense is elite. Um, Mike White still might have the rib injury that is compromising him. He didn't look good against Seattle. And the Dolphins' offense is sealing the floor or lower, despite having those great wide receivers with uh, the downgrade at quarterback. So maybe that's, that's the best way for me uh, is to avoid picking a side there and just play that to be a low-scoring game, like, you know, 20 to 13, 17 to 14 type of game under 38 and a half. Tyler Fulgham, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst, of course, of the Daily Wager each and every day, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Saturday games, Tyler, anything jump out? Uh, Chiefs, Raiders, Titans, Jaguars. Yeah, I think both of those games are actionable, um, at least with some confidence for the better. Um, We know Kansas City um, is a big favorite on the road against the Raiders, but that's a rivalry game. The Raiders could really screw up the seeding for the AFC playoffs if they win this game. Jarrett Stidham looked phenomenal wildly exceeded expectation um, against a San Francisco 49ers defense that might be the best in the league. We know the Chiefs always win, but they don't always cover because they have to cover such large numbers. So with Vegas being at home, having a boost a little bit on offense at quarterback, um, and the Chiefs have kind of played with their food a little bit recently, I kind of like the Raiders plus nine at Allegiant Stadium because the Raiders know they could really mess things up for the Chiefs and they would love nothing more to do that than their, to do that against their most hated rival. And they've always played Patrick Mahomes well. Then the Titans-Jags game, uh, I think the Jags win that game. If I had to pick a side, though, I'd kind of lean toward the Titans. Mm-hmm. But, again, my favorite play is on the total. I think we see a little bit of a shootout. 40 points is not a lot. And look at the matchup here. you got Trevor Lawrence, who's on an absolute heater against a Tennessee Titans pass defense that has stopped no one all year long and is wildly banged up. Then you have Derrick Henry against an AFC South opponent. And I don't know if you guys have ever looked at Derrick Henry versus AFC South opponents, but uh, the King, uh, he rules with an iron Mm. fist. 
Guy, the guy <laughs> had three straight 200-yard games against the Texans. He's had, you know, 150 200-yard games against the Jaguars. Remember we used to watch those Thursday night games when it was Titans, Jags, and neither of those teams were good, but Henry would run for 200 yards and stiff, one through, stiff someone through planet Earth. Um, like, he is rested, ready to go. I think he's going to get 25 to 30 touches because there's no way the Titans win this game without Derrick Henry having a big game. So I think we see a long Derrick Henry touchdown run or two. We see Trevor Lawrence dice up that secondary. I think the Jags win. I think it's a close game, but I think it goes over the total of 40. Tyler, another game I'm keeping my eye on is the Chargers visiting the Denver Broncos. The line is strange because the Broncos are favored by two and a half, and I get that the Chargers have already punched their ticket to the playoffs. They're going to be a wild card team, but they are still fighting for seeding in there. There's a difference between being the five seed and taking on the Jags versus being the six seed and having to deal with the Bengals or the Bills. So how do you see that game playing out, and what do you think about the line if you had to pick a side in that game? I hate it. I hate the line right now because of exactly what you laid out. The fact that the Chargers kind of have something to play for in terms of seeding because the opponent in the wild card round would be much easier. Um, but they're an underdog in Denver um, when Denver has absolutely nothing to play for. Oh, spoiler alert, I'm going on Daily Wage. We're going to be hosting here in about an hour and 45 minutes, guys. And there's a segment we're going to break out called Not With Your Money, as in I wouldn't bet that game even with your money. And <laughs> This is the game I isolated. The game I'm literally going to tell the world in an hour and 45 minutes on ESPN2 that I wouldn't bet with your money is the Chargers Broncos because it reeks to high heaven. So I'm sorry. I have nothing for you on that game. And sometimes the best bet you sometimes the best bet you make is the bet you don't make because there is to me no edge given what the line and market is telling me versus what we think the motivation is for the Chargers team. Love it. Love it. <laughs> You're the best, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler Fulgham, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst. See you on Daily Wager, Tyler. Sounds good. <laughs> not with bet. your money. Not with your money. That's <laughs> amazing. Great. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, there's one man that knows the Green Bay Packers organization inside and out, and he will give us the insight next on their entire playoff scenario this weekend. NFL Wild Card Weekend is right around the corner. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE NY to 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Leroy Butler is synonymous with the Green Bay Packers. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. He is a Pro Football Hall of Famer. He is a Super Bowl champion. He is host of the Leap 36 podcast and a part of last year's Hall of Fame class. We appreciate his time right now. An insight on the Packers Win and you're in on Sunday night. Leroy, it's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. How you doing? How you doing, guys? Glad to be on with you. Well, we appreciate the time. First of all, just give us your overall perspective on this Packers season and how they find themselves in this position right now. You know, I, here's the thing about it. Uh, these guys, and I, before I start, of course, we want to say we're praying for Hamlin and everything seems like it's positive for him, so I'm excited about that. They've been in playoff mode, guys, since they were four and eight. I mean, that's what Matt LaFleur's been telling these guys. Win or go home now. We gotta get on we gotta get on track. It started with the fourth quarter against the Bears. They started to play well and it's been continuing. So this is nothing new for them. And and for the people who say that Denver, I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize, Detroit may not have anything to play for if uh, Seattle wins, listen, if Dan Campbell can tell his fan base, I'm the reason why the Packers are not in the playoffs, okay, I'm the guy, my team is the one sent Aaron Rodgers home, that's a feather in his cap to be, then now you won't hear any hardball rumors or anything. If you're in Detroit, this is what you want. This is like a playoff game, whether they make it or not. It's a big deal. So I don't want people to say, well, just because the Packers are playing later, Detroit don't have anything to play for. I disagree with that. The second best thing to winning is seeing your opponent, your your enemies lose. <laughs> and for some people, that's the, fir- that's the first best thing. <laughs> as opposed- yeah, over winning. You're going home with me. That's right. You're going home with me. It's like crabs in the bag. One crab can get out of a bag, but the other crabs will grab him and pull him back. No, you come back with us. That's the way it is. Leroy, what what has been the catalyst for this late season turnaround for Green Bay? Because I finally feel like this team has found an identity over the last four games. What have you seen from them? What's been the biggest catalyst to getting this thing fixed? Uh, Chris, good to be on with you. You're one of my favorites. I would say this. I think the expectation of if this was Jordan Love and you were 4-8, and eight, people would be okay with it. 
the expectation is as long as Aaron Rodgers is here, we expect to win 13 games and be in the playoffs. At some one point, you were number one, number two, back to number one, and didn't get to the Super Bowl. They went to what they're good at. They have a strong running game, you know, Aaron Jones, you know, and A.J. Dillon. And the defense, let's agree, guys, they got eight turnovers in two games. The defense is starting to play like the defense that we thought they could be, not the defense that gave up 300-yard rushing to Philadelphia. So if the defense can play optimistic like this, they figure they can beat anybody. Leroy Butler with us, Pro Football Hall of Famer and a Super Bowl champion. He, of course, with the Packers, he joins us right now, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. With Rodgers, you know, he hinted around this week that maybe it's his last home game. Leroy, just flat out, when, when does the drama stop? Yeah, when does the Don't drama stop day. with Aaron Rodgers? When, when y'all keep falling for it. Don't be asking him <laughs> that, that stuff. See, but yeah, Leroy, here's man. the thing, and you can appreciate this. We always scream about wanting our athletes to be honest, but in this case, just give me a standard football answer. I'm not thinking about it. All I'm trying to do is win this game. <laughs> yes. So when he goes there, just say, listen, you already say you're committed to next year, and so is your contract. Moreover, how about scoring more than 15 points when you lost to Detroit 15-9 when you threw three picks? Have him talk about playing better. I mean, that's what he really wants to talk about. Because if you, the reason why you're a Hall of Fame uh, quarterback is so you win games like this against Detroit. So sometimes, you know, we got to, as players, we got to keep the locker room focus on the locker room, not on yourself. So it's always been a back and forth where Aaron and the media for whatever reason, because some people just roll their eyes, and some people are like, wait a minute, as you just stated, can you just stay professional and give me the cookie-cutter answer? He's never going to do that because he knows it's get under y'all's skin. And to be honest with you, we kind of love it in a way. Leroy, what does this improbable run and the Packers potentially making it to the playoffs mean for Jordan Love? Because there's been speculation that Jordan Love would potentially ask for a trade if the Packers stayed status quo at the quarterback spot going into 2023. What are your thoughts on what's going to happen with Jordan Love? Here's the scenario, Chris, with Jordan Love. He'll play, but it'll be in the fourth quarter when the Packers are up 15, 20 points. Until then, Aaron Rodgers is going to be there for the next two years. Now, there comes a time when that fifth-year option is going to be like $20 million. That's this offseason. I'm going to say that, right, I'm going to say this. Teams find money for things that they want, okay? You have to keep Jordan Love intact because Aaron Rodgers is going to be around for two more years because they redid his contract. I mean, that's fair. So if they have a lot of money tied up in the quarterbacks, fine. But if you're winning, it's okay. It's just not okay if you're losing. Because sooner or later, you are going to have to move to Jordan Love. Now, Jordan Love could say, I want out. I want to get traded. We're not going to treat him like they did Derek Carr. We're not going to do that. You just take it away from it. Because we don't want to pay you the $40 million. So we're not going to give you any rope. But Carson Wentz get all the rope he wants down with the commanders. So you mean to tell me you won't give uh, Carr rope, but you gave Wentz rope? 
So my thing with Jordan Love, he's not ready to come out of the oven yet, guys. He's going to sit in there on 200 degrees when it's time to turn the heat up in two years. Leroy, just going into this game Sunday night, if you're preparing for this game, what is the number one thing that concerns you the most about the Detroit Lions? Jamal Williams has been running the ball very well for them. Jared Goff has actually played very well. I mean, you shut down Justin Jefferson, but now you're going to let somebody like St. Brown go off on you. So my thing is this. Stop the run, put it all on Jared Goff to beat you. And the flip side of it is Aaron Rodgers can't turn the ball over, and they got to run the ball. Detroit is one of the worst teams. They just recently gave up 300 yards rushing to the Carolina Panthers. But they say before you stop there, the Packers gave up 300 yards to Philly. So both defenses have deficiencies. The Packers got to score into their 30s to win. And Detroit, for them to win, they got to score into the 30s. The first team into the 30s win. Leroy, awesome stuff. We appreciate it. And listen, I can't help but take the bait sometimes. Get caught. You got to ignore this bait. (laughs) (laughs) I'm flapping around in the boat right now. Leroy Butler, (laughs) Pro Football Hall of Famer, giving us some great insight on the Packers. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. You know, We've talked an awful lot about Jim Harbaugh returning to the NFL, but there is one other superstar college coach that may very well have the NFL in his future. We'll tell you who and if it's true. Next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Frankly, a little bit surprised that one name popped up when people are talking about NFL jobs. And there hasn't been any direct uh, connections as of yet. But Paul Feinbaum brought one up earlier, and it's very interesting. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Here is Paul Feinbaum on who the next college coach could be to be successful in the NFL. Could it be Kirby Smart? I think there's some NFL in the near future. At some point, you, you know, it, he, he's got to look at it. Uh, you know, Everybody at this level is making the 11 or $12 million. That's no longer the motivating factor. He wanted to prove that he was something more than Nick Saban's top assistant. He, he will do that uh, with, a, with another. He's already done that, but he'll do it again. And, and as, as much of a grinder as he is, and, and you know, he, he is one of those guys that, that, that never looks up, 
I could see somebody in the NFL, the right situation coming to him. Here's my problem. If you're Kirby Smart, the way that you approach your program will not work in the NFL. Kirby Smart is one of those coaches in college who is a CEO above everything else, Mm. runs every single aspect of his program. And, of course, ultimately, players are listening to him, and he can, frankly, act almost however he wants to in running that, you know, within responsible ways. But certainly, we have seen time and again college coaches go to the NFL, and when they are trying to be college coaches in the NFL, it does not work. And that's absolutely what will happen with Kirby Smart. He will go to the NFL, and he will realize that there are some players that are making just as much, if not more, than him, and they're not always going to listen when you are screaming and yelling at him. Yeah, I mean, it didn't work out for his mentor, Nick Saban, when he went to the Miami Dolphins, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick Saban was miserable as an NFL head coach. I mean, he had a, a 15-17 and 17 record in the two seasons down there with the Miami Dolphins. So I, I, I don't think that every college coach is cut out to be an NFL coach. But I will say this, Carlin, just in terms of the grind in your day-to-day Once upon a time, we used to say it's harder to be an NFL coach than it is to be a collegiate coach because in college, all you have to do is worry about getting the best players, and if you got the best players, more often than not, you're going to win. And that's essentially the blueprint that Nick Saban has been able to execute at two places in the SEC, his first dynasty at LSU, his second dynasty at Alabama. Um, But in looking at the situation now in the landscape of collegiate sports where you got to deal with NIL, you got to deal with the transfer portal, you got to deal with high school and JUCO recruiting, Carlin, this is a job that doesn't have any off days. It doesn't turn off. Think about it. You get kids into your program, it's not as if they're going to be there for all four years if things are not going the exact way that that kid wants it to go. And then to try to get the individual to buy into a team-first agenda – it's becoming increasingly harder just because players are being monetized at a greater level at that level of sport. So I don't know, man. I can understand why a collegiate coach has had the success that Kirby Smart has had on the doorstep of winning a second consecutive national title. We'll consider the NFL. Think about it. I'm going to get paid you know, somewhere in the range of 15 to $20 million, and I'm going to do half the work because all I'm worried about doing is putting together game plans. I'm worried about making sure that I have the types of players that I want and being able to help my GM identify those people and then letting them do that job. It just seems like for Kirby Smart, it would be a little bit easier in terms of managing all of the things within his program if he was in the NFL. And then the other part about it is, Carlin, (laughs) if it doesn't work out in the NFL, it's not as if Kirby Smart couldn't go back to college like Nick Saban did. Well, there's no... All the the only risk he is putting on the line is his ego. That's it. If that's a big enough deal, because there's no financial risk to it whatsoever. No. NFL None. teams can pay there's, you more than college teams. And there's no ultimate legacy risk to it whatsoever. If you go back to college and you have another championship team that you can assemble and do all that. There, there is nothing to lose from those standpoints. I'm talking about... If your ego is big enough, and we know with coaches, it often is, to walk in the door and say, I'm going to win here again, and I'm going to do it the way that I have always done things. 
because that does not work in the league. Now, if that doesn't matter to you, well, if David Tepper is going to write you a check for $22 million a year, why wouldn't you just go and do it if you can have a much better lifestyle? Because you and I both know, and you touched on a lot of it right there, but we both know coaches who have been on the college level and the pro level. And there is no doubt from a quality of life standpoint where they would rather be. <laughs> they would so much rather be in the NFL. Yeah. The last thing so many of these guys want to be doing, these assistants, guys like that, is jumping on a plane to go to God knows where to Podunk, watch. Podunk town. Exactly. To watch one high school game and you're not even allowed to talk to the kid or whatever the rules are. But you got to be there. But the you kid, have to the be there. The kid needs to know you were there. And then you got to massage the high school coaches as well because that's the gateway, the doorway to the kid. I, I will say this. It's you, unbelievable. You, listen, you could you, you make a ton of money being a college head coach, but to have your livelihood depending on the decision-making of 17 to 21-year-olds. That's a, Dear scary, God. that's a scary place because to be in. Because not only that, if you're an NFL head coach and one of your guys gets in trouble, you know, that still somewhat is out of your hands. It's how does the organization handle it? He's a grown man, all that stuff. Yeah. If you're a college head coach, you go to bed every night worried that you're going to get the phone call yeah. about who got arrested now. And you got 100 kids that you got to manage with that. Exactly. Not, not to mention the people on your staff. Exactly. Not exactly an easy place to be in. From a from an organizational standpoint, there are there's a lot more infrastructure in place at the NFL ranks than there are at the collegiate ranks, and that might just be what Kirby Smart's looking for right now. Canty and Carlin, weekdays at three Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.